With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I pro back on uh, Coast to Coast. Cubs still down. Bottom eight, 5-1 to the Marlins. And the Rays are up 7-zip on the Jays, and the A's are up five zip on the White Sox, looking to level that series at one apiece and have a game three tomorrow out in Oakland for all the marbles in that wild card series. We bring in Mavi now to talk UFC, and I have to uh, say uh, from the jump, the Holly Holm fight on Saturday is the main event, and Mm -hmm. I mean, is there anything worse that you've ever seen in your life than this card? Honestly, like, where did they come up with this one when they were drunk somewhere? I mean, that's the problem when you have so many cards every week, every week, you know, you're going to have some of these where it's just not the exciting fighters that people want to see. I mean, of course, Holly Holm's a little bit of a name, but not nearly the one to be carrying this card. I don't think I'm surprised that they kind of put this card together. Maybe they had some other guys that could have thrown in there, but it's just one that's going to be there. We're going to, you know, maybe watch some of it, but there's a lot of names you're not going to know. Maybe that gets us some, you know, new faces and new, you know, fighters to watch and follow, but it's not enticing for people to go watch right now with college football and everything going on. What about betting on it? There'll be some bets. We'll find some here and there. You know, we're going to bet on that main event. There's a couple other ones that I'm looking at as possibly getting some picks on, but it's harder to pick some of these fighters because you don't know them. You haven't seen enough of them. But there'll be some things we'll find here or there to get the action on because, of course, we're not going to go a week without betting on fights. Come on. All right, so Conor McGregor announces the charity sparring match against mm-hmm. uh, Dustin Poirier, my favorite fighter, uh, December 12th in Dublin. Explain to me how... Uh, you know, in essence, did did Poirier have to get permission from Dana White and the UFC to be able? I mean, uh, Conor McGregor does whatever he wants anywhere in the world. Right. He gets away with murder. The guy uh, punches people in bars and gets away with it. Uh, he's been accused of sexual assault. That not, Nothing ever happens to him. He throws things at people in buses. Uh, he's like a, just an absolute monster in public. He does whatever he yeah. wants. But how did they get this fight, uh, you know, in, in terms of, the UFC allowing it to happen. 
Well, I don't know exactly what the wording of your contracts are and things like that, but from what I would think is that it being an exhibition match and something for charity where they're not going to make money off it, that might be where they have the wiggle room to kind of do this thing on you know themselves and do this event and not have a problem contractually because, of course, the UFC, any professional fights, they have to do through there. And if there was something with that where they were getting money for this for actually fighting, then maybe that would have caused an issue legally. But because it's an exhibition and for charity – I guess that gives them the wiggle room to get around this because other guys have done things, whether it be, you know, uh, no gi or no gi uh, jujitsu, you know, competitions or things like that. Other things outside the UFC wrestling. There's been other events that haven't been in the UFC involved, but, you know, because this isn't a pro fight, it's probably where they get away with it. So uh, if they were to fight, uh, do you think Poirier could beat uh, McGregor? I do. I think he could, yeah. I think this would be a very close fight. I think this would be very back and forth. Uh, I think both these guys are fighting, well, at least Poirier is fighting, you know, at his prime right now. I know he lost a couple of fights to some of the top competition. He even lost to Conor back in the day. But I think he's five times better than he was when he fought Conor the first time. I think it would be a very interesting fight because, yeah, we saw a little bit of Conor fighting Cowboy coming back, but that would be a completely different fight than him fighting Poirier. So I think he would have a great chance against Conor if they did this for real. Maybe that's why Conor's doing it in this form. You know, maybe it's under the guise of, hey, let's do some charity. But it's in reality saying, hey, let me avoid actually having to fight this guy for real and losing again. I'd like to see uh, this fight. I hope they do get it on television uh, because I like both fighters and I'd love to see it. Uh, we welcome in our radio affiliates everywhere. Mighty or 1090 in San Diego, Sports Grid Radio. Get the app. It's free. You'll love it. It carries everything from the TV and radio side on the Sports Grid Radio app. Go to sportsgridradio.com. Check out our Sports Grid Radio overnight lineup for relevant events, sports rage, bagels and bad beats. And uh, just subscribe free to our YouTube page. I mean, what are you, an idiot? I mean, just do it. It's free, and you can watch us do the shows. I'll see you tonight on the bench at 10 p.m. Eastern. Just go to YouTube and search Sports Grid Radio. It's really not that hard, even after five bong rips. All right, Mafia, uh, what is the deal with uh, Blahovich? He has uh, thrown the gauntlet at Fatso. Yeah, he reached out to Cormier and challenged him on Twitter because Cormier, of course, doing all the uh, work that he does, whether it be his show or whether doing the commentating on the fights, didn't give the most glowing review of his performance. He said, yeah, you know, he won, he looked good, but against John Jones or even maybe even, you know, myself, we beat him up. So he said, oh, yeah, you want to talk smack? Come put him in the cage. He wants him to come back, wants him to fight. But Cormier said, no, thanks. You know, you had a great performance. Enjoy being the champ. I got other things to do. So he tried to bait him in there, tried to get the big money fight against a guy like Cormier, but it's not going to happen. You know, I don't even uh, – I don't believe that guy will be the champ for long. I, I'm not sold on him because he won a fight. Uh, I'm really not. I don't think anybody else is either. Jorge Masvidal is going to hang out with Donald Trump Jr. all day on uh, Saturday uh, with this bus tour across Florida, uh, something for his father. Uh, yeah. What a disaster that's going to be. Like, are you kidding me now that Masvidal is involved in the Trump campaign? I mean, you got to be kidding. Yeah, he's always talked highly of him. He's not my guy, so, you know, it, it is what it is. If that's who you like, go ahead. Go support who you want, but definitely not a choice I would have made and definitely not a guy I would want to hang out with. He's, Junior's even worse than Trump. I wouldn't want to hang out with either, but if I got to pick one, at least pick the one in power, right? So uh, Fury, Wilder 3, the trilogy. We already saw mm -hmm. what Fury did to Wilder. We were there. Uh, so tell me, uh, they're going to reschedule the fight. It's not happening December 19th. Yeah, originally there was no problem there. Everything was done in college football, but now you got five championship games. You got a couple of NFL games. So Aaron says that both ESPN and Fox reached out to them and said, hey, can we move this around? So they're looking for a different date to put it on now. 
Yeah, I, they may try to do it earlier in December or uh, at worst in January. So, by the way, Canelo refiles the lawsuit seeking $280 million from DAZN and Golden Boy. They just hate each other's guts right now. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking? and want to know how to make it your career. Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, for all back on Coast to Coast, Winkler of the Cubs beamed the Marte Parte right on the fifth metacarpal, right on his uh, hand while he was batting, a 95-mile-an-hour heater right on his hand and plunked him, and he had to leave the game, and he's in getting x-rays. I'm telling you, if that guy broke his hand, that is a huge loss for the Marlins. There's only one way to handle that. They're going to go to the bottom of the ninth inning. They're up 5-1. Uh, you got to beam somebody on the Cubs now. You're gonna you're gonna throw at our one of our best players. Then we're gonna throw at one of yours. See how you like them apples, and then we'll really have a series tomorrow. Yeah, a little fire with fire here. You want to throw right back at him at the bottom of the ninth? Get a, you, know, you better you, believe you it. You do got to you got to win this game here. I know you're up five one. You want to get to three outs. I putting even even up five one. I don't think you want to mess around putting anybody on base. I think that you just want to get out of here with you know how they say, Scotty. Let's beat them on the scoreboard, right? Let's just go with that. I think that that's what the Marlins need to do. But Marte's their best hitter. Hopefully, uh, that's not going to be a broken hand situation for him. How about tonight, Scotty? NBA Finals, Game 1. We are finally here, two months in the bubble in Orlando to get to this moment. LeBron James, of course, going for his fourth NBA championship. He is 3-6 and six in NBA Finals. So let's, uh, Scotty, get going here on this game where we have the Lakers tonight. Minus four and a half in game one. How about how about we start you up right now, Scotty, first with a little Bam Adebayo. And uh, he says that the Heat, they need to have a good start tonight. Let's listen to Bam. Obviously, you got to be smart about, you know, like you said, take take foul. But, uh, yeah, active, you know, just match their energy. You know, there, there can't be a second on the floor where they're playing harder than you know, I feel like that's that's where our chance is. You know, we just can't we can't let them just get free layups and, and get in his motion and then you know that's when everything starts clicking for him. So 
just making it tough for him and then also uh, being smart with the basketball and then just setting up strategic plays to get, like, easy baskets. Listen, I think he's a huge key to the game on both ends of the floor. He's got to block shots. He's got to own the glass. They really don't have, and you know, I guess Crowder will bang. But when it comes to working the glass, they're going to have their problems against this team with Davis, LeBron, uh, you know, Kuzma, all of them. And when you start talking about uh, Dwight Howard, they gave him a lot of burn in the Western Conference Finals. We'll see if they give McGee any kind of minutes. But uh, the Lakers mean business defensively and on the glass. So I think the Heat are going to have to do a way better job of rebounding. I think they play great defense, and I think uh, that they shoot the ball well. But I don't think they're fantastic on the boards. I didn't think they were uh, killing it on the glass against the Celtics. I think they really have to focus on uh, rebounding and blocking out and getting the misses because the Lakers don't miss that many shots. So if Green's off, Caruso's off, if Pope's off, they can't let LeBron and Davis get second and third chances offensively. Jimmy Butler, of course, the star for the Miami Heat. He says that LeBron Scotty is still the best in the business no matter how old he is right now. Here's Jimmy Butler. He's still at the top of his game at 35, at 26, at 21. Um, he's still dominating. I mean, you've had to go through him at 26, 35, probably at 49. Um, but he's shown why he is the player that he is, why he's had the career and the legacy that he's continually building. Um, and it's not going to be an easy task these next couple of games. Uh, if anybody's up for that task, the Miami Heat are. I mean, it's like they've already given the MVP to LeBron James, haven't they? I mean, uh, he runs the Lakers hands down. Now, I think Davis is a guy that pours in 30-plus a night. But LeBron's the one having triple doubles and making it all come to fruition. They'll give him the MVP as sure as I'm sitting here at 35. Uh, They want the Lakers to win. Uh, Network television wants him to win. Basketball wants him to win. The basketball gods want him to win. Uh, The only person that uh, doesn't is Pat Riley after LeBron screwed him. So what I want is the Heat to win. How does that taste? And And I saw there, Scotty, that LeBron, of course, heavy favorite to win the MVP. But if you think the Heat are going to win this series, Adebayo there at plus 850, that's not a bad one because if they do win this, most likely he's going to be the best player for them, not Jimmy Butler. I think Adebayo is the key to the series for them. Let's hear from LeBron, Scotty. Of course, you just brought it up. Uh, Used to be with Pat Riley down in Miami. LeBron says there is no extra motivation to beat Pat Riley and the Heat in the NBA Finals. There's no extra uh, meaning to winning a championship, no matter who you're playing against. It's already hard enough to even reach the finals um, to be in this position. So if you're able to become um, victorious out of the finals, it doesn't matter who it's against. Um, you know, you're just, um, I'm just happy that I'm here with the opportunity, um, you know, to represent uh, not only myself, but represent our, our fans, our, our fan base, our organization, uh, my teammates, our coaching staff. Um, our training staff, and so many others that that represent this organization uh, to the utmost respect. Whatever. I I don't even – whatever that blather was, I don't even know what that was. So uh, have at it. Let's go. Game one tonight. I'm sick of hearing about it, talking about it. I want to see it. Let's get it on. 
The Lakers are, uh, you know, in a lot of books laying five. I got it uh, at four and a half, like you see there on FanDuel. I think the Lakers will take uh, the series. I think they'll take game one. I hope, uh, like I said a thousand times, I hope the Heat win. I'm rooting for them. I'm pulling for them. I did not bet on them tonight. Several Hall of Famers, Scotty, will be in attendance as virtual fans for game one, including Bill Walton, Dwayne Wade, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Julius Irving. There was a list of about 50 other people as well. I guess when you have the virtual fans, you can put them wherever they want. So that'll be 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. Game one, NBA Finals. Everybody get your popcorn ready. Uh, 76ers, Scotty, they are scheduled to meet with Doc Rivers tonight in Philadelphia about their head coach opening. So we were wondering yesterday, would Doc maybe sit around for a year, do some TV, kind of clear the mind after being in L.A. for so long and a tough loss this year? But it sounds like, Scotty, he wants to get right back in the mix, and maybe Philadelphia is going to be the place for him. Well, look, uh, we heard D'Antoni was getting that job. I think if uh, he's not getting that job, so uh, he should take the Pacer job if he's afforded it because there, there's no pressure. Uh, they'll let that guy lose for five years and they won't have the stones to fire him. Although uh, they just screwed their coach. So uh, we know how they operate, but here's the deal. Uh, they had Ty Lue in there in Philadelphia for an interview and they obviously didn't offer him the job. They should have. Because what's going to happen now is it smells like to me is he's going to get the Clipper job and then Rivers will end up in Philadelphia because if I'm the Sixers ownership group right now and that guy walks into my building with the success he's had in the league, despite the 3-1 losses in playoffs, he's better than any coach the Sixers have had uh, forever. I guess Larry Brown is the only one that stands out to me. But I think uh, Doc Rivers, uh, if I got him in my building to talk about Getting that job, I'm going to close the deal with him when he's there. They obviously didn't do that with Ty Lue, so I think the Clippers should hire Lue, and I think Doc Rivers should take the Sixer job. But if he was really smart, he'd take the Pelican job because I'd rather coach uh, Zion Williamson at his age than uh, lazy JoJo Embiid with all of his crappy television commercials. Uh, update from the baseball for you, Scotty. We said it all week. Uh, the Cardinals would be a problem for the San Diego Padres, a 4 nothing Cardinal lead in the first inning. Two-run homer for Paul Goldschmidt. Molina drives in a run with a single. Matt Carpenter drives in a run. So the Cardinals, Scotty, jump out on Paddock in the first. We know no uh, Clevenger, no Lament. That's a tough start for the San Diego Padres. All they do is win in the postseason, the Cardinals. They, they don't have all those championship banners at Bush uh, for their health. They win championships, and they play in uh, LCSs, and they play in World Series. And uh, these wild card and division series are candy ass for the Cardinals because they always win them. LeBron, Luka Doncic, and AD with the top-selling jersey since the NBA restart in July. And Steph Curry last night on Twitter, Scotty, urging everybody to go vote after Trump refused to condemn white supremacy groups. We saw a lot of NBA players, not just Steph, get involved with that. I mean, the guy actually was on national television with 100 million people watching, and he said for the Proud Boys to stand by to get ready to uh, create violence. It's crazy. Sports Rage with Gabe Marenzi. Most of the media pundits are picking the Lakers to win, but the betters are all betting on the Miami Heat. You know, West Coast, people are going to bet on the Lakers, but for the most part, people are going to be pulling for the heat. The Sports Grid Network. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn-up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Cam, great stuff. Uh, Game time decisions coming up at the uh, top of the hour. It'll be interesting to see if Cam makes the show after he watches his Jays down 8-1 to see if he offs himself in his kitchen. Or if he just drinks a <laughs> bottle of scotch. I don't know. Either or. They're getting whacked 8-1. to one. Uh, The Padres have runners on the corners with nobody out. Uh, down 4 nothing to the Cardinals. Boy, did we get that one right. Uh, talking about the Cardinals. All they do is win in the postseason. It doesn't matter how bad they are. It doesn't matter if they don't hit, if they don't have pitching, if they have injuries. Every single time they're in the playoffs, the Cardinals come through. And they're your worst nightmare if you're playing them. I mean, it is absolutely crazy. Uh, they're going to get a run in here, make it 4-1 on a sack fly Tatizel score. So, Garber High, a lot going on in these games. Yeah, listen, that it's the first inning. We know that that San Diego offense, they can put runs on the board, Scotty. So, uh, it's early. There's a lot of outs to get, and they've already got one back for them. So, uh, I think that that could be a, a fun one there. A lot of runs being scored out at Petco today. Uh, elsewhere, Scotty, the Marlins are about to close out the Cubs at Wrigley. It is the bottom of the ninth. It is five to 5-1. The Cubbies did get a leadoff double here, but they just flew out. So, one down, one on, bottom nine, and they're down four. Oakland up 5-0 on the White Sox. That is where we will start. Uh, I'll go back to the Twins. I'll start with Bob Melvin here, Scotty. He says that the A's had confidence today, and Bassett, who was on the hill, he pitched great so far uh, to extend the season, and that's exactly what it looks like they're going to do up 5-0. Here's Bob Melvin. He's pitched great all year. You know, the lined up after, you know, for five uh, for game two. Obviously, game two is a very important game regardless. So we need to go out there and win tomorrow. And we feel, you know, our best shot is with him at this point, at least the way he's pitched recently and probably consistently over the course of the season. Well, I think uh, it was a huge win for them if they uh, seal the deal, which I think they will. The question becomes uh, not so much how lifeless they were yesterday, that they responded today. What will they do tomorrow in the capper? Like, who's going to win the game? Uh, Who's going to win? Uh, and who's going to advance because it's going to come down to that. So, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what Giolito did yesterday now because they're going to even it up. Who do you think is going to win tomorrow, Carver High? I like the White Sox tomorrow, Scotty. Uh, I think that uh, I think that this – yes, I do. I think that the White Sox are going to win tomorrow. 
I like them. Um, I thought that this would be a three-gamer. I bet the White Sox before the series, so that's probably playing into it a little bit. But I thought the A's would come back today because Bassett has been so good, and they got a little bit of offense too. Who did not respond? Unlike the A's, Scotty, the Twins, as usual, did not respond today. They have now lost 18 postseason games in a row. They get swept 2-0 by the Astros, and the Astros, who you know under 500, 29 and 31. They move on to the ALDS. What another choke job by the Twins, Scotty. I mean, it is truly uh, unbelievable. You can't even express uh, the disappointment. I mean, they are the laughing stock of Major League Baseball that they have uh, made the playoff. They have a great team every year. They kick ass and take names. They get in a position to go to the postseason, and then all they do is lay an egg. They flop. They can't even win a game. They have lost 18 straight playoff games. It's flat out laughable. It's embarrassing. I can't even make this stuff up. 18 in a row. How could you ever bet on them again? I didn't bet on them. So uh, that was easy money today watching them uh, fall on their face again. Uh, They're a joke. I mean, they're a running joke in baseball now. Another series that looks like it's going to be a 2-0 sweep in the AL, Scotty, is the Rays. They are up 8-1 right now over the Blue Jays. They got that grand slam before. Let's hear from Blake Snell from yesterday. He pitched outstanding. He was thrilled with his Game 1 performance. I mean, I'm getting into a groove, but it usually takes me a little while to get going anyway. So, I mean, it's been two months, but, I mean, I always usually start slow. But I'm starting to get the hang of it, starting to feel it. The playoff energy always gets me uh, a lot more excited for sure. Um, It's weird not having fans, but at least seeing people moving out there was really cool. Um, But, yeah, I mean, overall, I'd say I felt good, but still things to work on. It's hard to, like, justify really good and – you know, for me at least. I mean, they're going to be in the division series uh, after today, and that'll be that, and they are tough. Uh, They're no joke at all, the Rays, and this was easy work for them against Toronto. And we'll see if tonight they will know their opponents, Scotty, because if the Yankees beat the Indians tonight, it will be Yankees and Rays in San Diego and what would be a monster series with the rivalry that those two teams have had going on. Let's go to last night. Uh, Tough night for Shane. Don't call me Justin Bieber. Four and two-thirds, nine hits, seven earned runs. Let's hear how it all started, Scotty. How about the first inning, four pitches into the game, Aaron Judge, courtesy of ESPN. Judge on the first pitch sends a ball well hit out to right center field on the run is to Shields and it's gone. Two nothing Yankees two pitches four pitches into the ball game. <laughs> I mean uh, the Yankees lineup was just murderers row last night. Uh, they out hit every team playing. There were four games. They had more hits than anybody more runs than anybody more home runs than anybody. And then uh, you haven't even begun to talk about Garrett Cole, and I know you're going to do that right now. He was flat-out unhittable. He was. Let's hear from Garrett Cole. He enjoyed, Scotty, his first start in the pinstripes. 
it was a lot of fun. I mean, <clears throat> it was a really complete team game. I thought that um, in the middle innings when uh, they scored, we responded even with uh, a sizable lead, which um, I thought was good, kind of allowed them, uh, tried not to allow them to get um, some momentum through those through those innings. And uh, uh, we made some key plays on defense that kept a couple lead runners, uh, lead off runners off uh, the bags, which was uh, kept the pitch count down. And, and we swung the bats really well, and I enjoyed myself. I'll bet he enjoyed himself. Uh, he looked absolutely uh, fantastic. The Marlins just won that game, by the way, 5-1. to one. They closed out the Cubs, and it's 4-1 going to the second in San Diego. Uh, here's what I'm worried about with the Padres. I know they can score a lot of runs. I, my problem is that the Cardinals lit up Paddock in the first, so Paddock's not going to last, and we'll see if their uh, middle and, and bullpen can handle it because the Cardinals are already swinging wood. So let's see what happens. Before we get to Paddock, Scotty, first, uh, take a look at the updated. Now, this was before the games today, the updated American League odds. And this is how fast it changes day to day. The Yankee win last night shot them up to plus 280, and the White Sox win shot them up. Of course, we know the White Sox going to lose today. That's going to change the odds a little bit here. But I think that while you see the Yankees go up, Scotty, is if the offense can hit like they did last night, they once again become possibly the most dangerous team in the American League, even more than the Rays. Well, there's no doubt that uh, they have the potential to destroy the ball and tear the cover off of it. The problem is, and you know what that problem is, is that the Yankees don't beat the Rays ever. I mean, the Rays own them like no one's business. Uh, I've never seen anything like it, how the Rays dominate the Yankees. So how can you bet on the Yankees uh, the way they lose to the Rays every time they play? I mean, literally every time they play them, they lose. It's so embarrassing what they've done to them. I mean, they are in their heads. They're renting penthouse space in their heads. Padres, like we said, down 4-1 early on to the St. Louis Cardinals. Mike Clevenger, unlikely to pitch, not just in this round, Scotty, but for the entire playoff. The bullpen that he threw yesterday did not well go, go well, so they don't have Clevenger and they don't have Lamette in this series here. And Paddock, as we are about to hear, he's pumped to get the ball today, Scotty, but it didn't go very well for him. Here's Clevenger. I'm a really is a I'm excited, you know, to be able to get this opportunity and this privilege. Um, it really is a true honor, um, you know, and I'm I'm excited to, uh, you know, get the ball less than 24 hours. Um, not going to be much sleep tonight. You know, the adrenaline's going to be rushing, um, you know, make a phone call to my family here shortly and let them know, uh, you know, the exciting news. But I'll be mentally prepared. I'm ready to go. Well, uh, that was Chris Paddock, the starter today for the Padres. He's already down 4-1 to one in this game. He's out on the mound. Again, they gave up three extra base hits, first time this season. Five hits, most in the first inning for the season for the Cardinals. And four-plus runs, also the most for him in the first inning this season in the you know 60 games. So the Cardinals are having an unbelievable start to this game, and they jumped all over Paddock. The Clevenger news is devastating. I always told you. I wouldn't let that guy pitch again based on his elbow. What, are you going to let him go out and blow it out and get Tommy John and be done for a year and a half? I just do not believe that it was smart. So they're, I think, doing the right thing, shutting him down. But look, if, if they have no Lamette and Clevenger, let's just face facts right now here today. The Padres are in big trouble. Those are their two best pitchers. I, I think Paddock has been uh, their kind of quasi-ace but he's getting lit up today. So Clevenger's the ERA king. Lamette's been a better pitcher overall than Paddock, and everybody knows it. And if neither one of them can go, the Padres are in big trouble.
And don't forget, Scotty, if they lose this game today, they're going to be staring at the Cardinals ace, Jack Flaherty, tomorrow in a game two. One more game uh, for today. That is the late night game, 10 p.m. Eastern. The Dodgers finally get to play. They've been playing, quote unquote, meaningless games for a while. They've had it wrapped up for so long in the NL West. Here's Justin Turner, Scotty. He says the Dodgers are ready to get it done this October. Day one, we talked about how exciting our club was and, and how much you know, we enjoy each other and playing together and, and going out and competing. And um, I think that was pretty evident. You, you could see that in the 60-game the abbreviated season. And um, you know, I think we're all looking forward to tomorrow. Look, they have to win tonight. They cannot go out and lay an egg against the lowly Brewers. Let's face it, the Brewers shouldn't even be in the playoffs. They got lucky. They backed in. They were terrible the whole 60. And uh, the Dodgers have to go out and step on their throats tonight. It's that simple. No messing around. If they lose to the Brewers, I still think they'd win the next two. But I think tonight they have to go out and show everybody who's boss. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, for all back on Coast to Coast, we bring in KW, Kevin Walsh, of course, on SportsGrid. You see him all day, every day. I love this dude, and... uh he loves uh, NBA. He loves uh, college rack. He loves everything. He likes betting on everything. He's got a massive gambling problem. I love it. Uh, KW, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you. What do you think of, uh, first of all, uh, I heard you talking about some of these baseball games. We've gone over the Twins' embarrassment. What I really want to oh uh, talk about since their season's over is the Reds leading a 1,000 base runners on today against the Braves. Have you ever seen yeah. anything like how many chances they had to win that game and never came through once? What a joke that was. Yeah, that was wild. I, I was actually one of the seemingly few people who were on the Braves in that spot. You know, all you could hope for was free to match Bauer. He did that. I have no expectation, though, that the Reds would constantly put a runner in scoring position with one or no outs and not be able to deliver seemingly every single time. It was not seemingly every single time. They scored no runs. They scored zero runs. And, uh, you know, that's where it comes down to, though. That lineup for Atlanta, I just had more trust in. But that's not a game that I think anybody can go, I told you so. It was 13 innings of scoreless baseball. Freddie Freeman happened to get the final hit. It's never happened before. Uh, that many strikeouts, that many innings without a run. Uh, it was a crazy game. It was really good. I thought Bauer was unbelievable, and so was Freed. No, absolutely. And that was the thing there for me with the reason why I like the Braves is because I know how good Trevor Bauer is, right? Best ERA in the National League. But Freed led all uh, National League pitchers in war. So he was right there with them. So it was kind of, I saw some people saying, it was the matchup that we thought we were going to get between Cole and Beaver. It was a great, great pitcher's duel. Two offenses that I thought they would be able to produce a, certainly more than what they did, but it's a big time win. And I've seen the Reds leave great pitching performances on the table before. They did that in game one. Wouldn't shock me if it happened again tomorrow. 
I thought that Iglesias' stuff was just filthy. He was throwing 9,900 mile an hour gas. He looked like a younger version of Chapman. I mean, he had a, he's got a, a knuckle change. He's got a slider. He's got that fastball. It's more than just heat. He has three or four pitches. I was listening to the broadcast, and you hear A-Rod say, he goes, I'm happy I hung it up when I did. Because I don't know how anyone gets a hit these days. Because everybody's throwing 98, 99, except everything has movement on it. So, yeah, you see a guy like Iglesias come out of the pen, and, you know, you get frustrated, right, as a better on either side of it. Because you're like, can you just get a hit? Can you lay off of this garbage? But at the end of the day, the answer is no, because it's all so filthy. So I, something just happened in the Padre game. I know uh, they hit a ball off the top of the wall. I have to see if that's a home run. It literally hit the top of the wall, and I think it spun back into the field of play. And that is not a home run. That hit the rubber at the top and bounced back in, and it's a triple. They're not going to give him a home run at all. It never went out. So the Padres are trying to climb back in this game. We've talked at great length on this show about the Cardinals' history, their uh, pedigree, their championships, their banners, their rings. All they do is perform in the postseason. It doesn't matter how bad the team is. They always come through. Were you surprised to see him jump on the Padres that early in Paddock? No, I wasn't, because everything that you said, I agree with. But also, quietly, they had the pitching edge today. Why Young Kim doesn't come with the name recognition, but he pitched to an ERA below two. And Chris Paddock comes with the name recognition, but he pitched to an ERA above four. So you had a team with a winning pedigree. They said Yadier Molina's played more postseason games than the entire Padres lineup. And you actually had the better pitcher on the side that was seeing plus money. So do you think that after the Marlins kick the Cubs' ass today that they can beat them tomorrow? They certainly can. The nice thing for the Cubs is that they're going to be able to throw you Darvish tomorrow, who has been their best pitcher on the season. But even if the Cubs do get past that game, you go into a game three, John Lester has obviously you know as much postseason reps under his belt as anybody that's going to be available this postseason. But it's been a really bad year for him. Do you want to go to the young kid, Alec Mills, who's been hit or miss, had a no-hitter this year, also had games where the Pirates lit him up. So it's a tough spot there for what the Cubs are going to be throwing if they're even able to see that game three. The Marlins are absolutely live here. So what about the A's and White Sox tomorrow for all the marbles at game three? Who do you like in that one out at the ashtray? I think this is a spot where it's really going to depend on who the A's are sending to the mound. Manaya is someone who gets the consideration, but the White Sox, after they beat Lazardo, they're 15 and 0 against lefties. I don't know how you can send them out there. It's probably Frankie Montas, who had a good start to finish the regular season, but that was like his only good start over the last two months of the year. I think the advantage is on the White Sox side. I think their bats ultimately will get the job done tomorrow, assuming they're not able to come back and make a dent here in these final two innings. So the uh, Astros and Rays are moving on. How much uh, does it help them to get those quick wild card series over with? Yeah, I think what's interesting is now, can you kind of go back to Snell right away? Can you go back to Granke right away if you're those two teams? Or are you going to want to still go with whomever your, your third starter was supposed to be? trying to figure out what that rest schedule is look like, especially for the Astros, because this is a team that probably threw their four best arms in these first two games. 
maybe McCullers makes the the move, but Valdez, people thought, might start game number two. He closes out, throws five innings of scoreless baseball in game one. Christian Javier, I thought, had a chance to start game number three. Well, he came in and pretty much did what Valdez did here in game number two. Credit to Dusty Baker, just going for it, saying, who cares who pitches game three if there is no game three? And now it really might pay off for him with a little bit of extended rest. Uh, Kevin Walsh with us from the early line and in-game live on SportsGrid. So let's talk about the NBA Finals game one tonight. Uh, the Lakers laying four and a half to the Heat. Right off the tip, who do you like uh, in this game tonight? I like the Lakers. I think they're the better team. I, I mean, Scott, you and I have been talking hoops all year long. You know that I thought the Lakers were the best team in the league. And there's just nothing there, – there's not been a single moment in the season – Pre, you know, pre-shutdown, after the shutdown, the, anything during these postseason games that have led me to believe otherwise. Four and a half is not a number that would scare me off laying the points. I don't view that as a number that's too big. I, I think really the big thing is when it comes to these two teams, you know, Miami's really, in a lot of their game ones, started slow. Now they've won all of their game ones. The Lakers have lost two of their game ones, but last series they really went out there and jumped on Denver. I'm very interested to see what the minutes look like for the superstars on these teams. From game one, are we pushing 40-plus for LeBron, for Adebayo, for Jimmy Butler, for Anthony Davis, or is it a little bit more of a conservative approach and a feeling-out process to start this series? So Spolstra has had all these great uh, defensive uh, gimmicks like, you know, the, the zone, the box and one, how are they going to try to uh, deal with LeBron James? Because that guy can break a zone. Like you could break a, a sweat. And I got to tell you, I don't know who's going to guard Anthony Davis because uh, that guy, he scores 30 plus a night. And if the guy goes over 30, they don't lose. It, it, no, it's true. And, and Look, you're going to try the zone, and you're going to hope that it can rattle them. And I think the best-case scenario for the zone is it creates obvious open passes that LeBron hits, but Lakers role players don't make. KCP, Danny Green, Rondo Caruso, these guys have bad nights because you said it. I mean, this is like when Brady would beat the Steelers every single year because they just kept playing the zone defense. You know this. They just kept playing the same zone defense, and he would pick it apart. LeBron will pick apart a zone defense. So... If they're going to go straight up man-to-man, the three names that come to mind are Andre Iguodala, but he's not the same guy that won a finals MVP once. There's a reason why he doesn't start for this team. Jay Crowder, who is not a LeBron stopper and has also seen his minutes start, started to really take a dip because he has struggled with his three-point shooting over the closing stretch right. of that last series against the Boston Celtics. And then it's Jimmy Butler, who's as good of a two-way player as the league has to offer. But that's a big, big ask on the defensive side of the ball. And they're going to still need him to help them on the offensive side. And there's really only so much you can ask a guy to do. And I think there's a world where Bam Adebayo actually might be their best option on LeBron. Size, speed, athleticism, kind of just stay in front of your man. But he's the only option for Anthony Davis. I mean, Scott, look at these starting lineups. The Lakers still will roll out the McGee-AD starting lineup. Assuming Bam just stays home on Anthony Davis, that means that's either Jake Crowder or Jimmy Butler or Duncan Robinson, because obviously it won't be Goran Dragic, who's going to have to be boxing out JaVale McGee. There's a chance that the Lakers can kill this team on the glass, and they might then force Kelly Olenek 
or Myers Leonard into this rotation? I mean, Myers Leonard hasn't played a minute in a month. Uh, I have to ask you, uh, but uh, Drogic, I think, can give Caruso and Green and Pope problems, uh, not with handle, but with just straight up getting to the 10, getting his teardrop off, getting his step back three off, getting his lob dunk off to Bam. Uh, Drogic does whatever he wants. I like Drogic way better than I like any of those guys. I know these announcers sell you Caruso's the heart and blood of the Lakers. Mm. My ass he is. LeBron James is. Uh, Danny Green and Caruso, Pope, if they go cold, I actually think the key is the heat to start shooting better. Because you said it, Crowder started chunking threes. Before that series, he was hitting every three he took. I don't know what happened to his (laughs) J. They got to get their uh, deep ball back. Yeah, no, they absolutely do. And Duncan Robinson's a player who can catch fire like this. Jay Crowder's a bit more worrying because, as you said, he was basically shooting like Ray Allen, and now he's getting hit with a world's worth of regression in these games. But I think you mentioned the key player. I think Goran Dragic offers the best value in the in the finals MVP futures market. These LeBron series have attended. If you really want to beat LeBron, you're going to need some outlier performances, right? I think back to two titles that he won where had he lost, Danny Green with the Spurs would have won a finals MVP, and Draymond Green would have won the year that that team ended up coming back from 3-1. Andre Godala has a finals MVP against LeBron. The one that Kawhi won, he wasn't even a top three player on that team entering that series in terms of the perception around him. So Goran Dragic sits there at 20-1, to and if this Miami team is going to have to have a chance, he's going to have to average 20-plus in this series. You saw Iggy go off in that game six and start hitting all his threes and free throws. It was truly unbelievable because I think he's washed, but he sure wasn't that night. Do you think Iggy and Hero can get involved in this series with uh, minutes and points? I think that Iguodala is going to have to be involved. I mean, it would be ridiculous to trade for him, show up to this series against LeBron and not give him a crack at it. See if he can, you know, kind of revive what was there that gave LeBron issues at time, even though I might debate people on how much issues he actually gave a guy that still scored 35 a game. But you'd give it a shot. I think Tyler Hero continuing to be consistent for this team is important because that hit what he started now. This isn't just Duncan Robinson outlier hit five of seven from three. Like, this is, and that's not outlier from Duncan, but it kind of goes game to game. But Tyler Hero scoring 37 points. He's doing it off the dribble. He's doing it off the pass. It's mid-range. It's every single aspect of the court. He's getting to his spots, and he's making it happen. So if Hero can keep that performance up, the Heat becomes so difficult to guard. 20 seconds, respectfully. Uh, Will the Lakers get all the calls? I don't know. Ultimately, the calls were even through four games in that series against Denver. So I don't think the calls are the deciding factor in these series. All right. So uh, always good to see you, KW. Enjoy the game and enjoy the series. It should be awesome. And then uh, when basketball ends, I'm going to cut off my hands. I just wanted to say that to you. (laughs) (laughs) Me and you both, brother. Me and you both. Be good. All right. Good to see you, dude. Uh, KW, early line. Check him out on SportsGrid. We're going to come back and wrap this puppy up. Padres climbing back in it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
All right, for real, back on Coast to Coast, Google searches for moving to Canada spiked uh, like crazy during the debate last night. Everybody wants to leave America. Danica Patrick has a warning for her next boyfriend after Aaron Rodgers split, which is run for your life. <laughs> That's what I think her warning is. Kobe, uh, helicopter crash photo lawsuit leads to a new California law. You're not allowed to take pictures of dead people at crash uh, sites anymore after that whole scene with people taking pictures of Kobe and his daughter and those victims. That was crazy. America's sports stadiums and arenas becoming polling centers. Uh, there's an idea for you. Let's go vote. Serena Williams withdraws from the French Open with an Achilles injury. Vegas will face Seattle in a WNBA final. Bill Lane Beer coaches Vegas. Your boy, the dirty player. I loved him. And NCAA health guidelines suggest uh, players be tested three times a week. Louisville coach Chris Mack takes a jab at Calipari, says the Ville-Kentucky game is still on. Bud Light for Carver High has released cans of bottles celebrating Bud Lightning Cup win. And then the Rangers buy out Henrik Lundqvist. The final story today, Carver High. Lou Lamarillo says the Islanders will stay intact in the offseason and come back the same team. Do you believe that? Uh, I do believe that. I think that he's going to get all of his own free agents re-signed. Maybe he'll even add a piece or two. What about, uh, do you still think there's hope for uh, my suggestion of Laney? Um, I think it's possible. I don't think that the Islanders are going to get him. I don't think they're going to be able to pay him because they have to pay Barzell here. He's an RFA. Uh, I don't think that that's going to happen for the Isles. Cardinals just scored again, 5-2. Now here comes uh, Vladi over to third. He hit a double to get it going. 5-2 Cardinals. Paddock's going to be roasted here. Carbide, did you buy the Bud Lightning bottles yet and start cracking a few? I did not. I have to get through the rest of the uh, Islander beer that I still have in the fridge from the playoff run. I got to drink that first before I go <laughs> get right. the Lightning Bud Lights. <laughs> all right. Well, drink those during the Yankee game tonight. Uh, all right. I'll see you guys on the bench tonight. Game time decisions is next. Good night, everybody. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.